presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradlogancote. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault, to the pavilion, to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss, all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Today's show is brought to you in part by Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments for the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, fights, and NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas Casino and Poker Games. It's really easy to get started. Just head on over to the website, use your mobile device, and sign up today. Use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, and receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Alderson Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or, quite frankly, anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003, looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property, or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family at and Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. You're looking maybe to relocate to Oxford. Part of the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate. Debbie Johnson, your realtor, 662-234-5555. Or call her cell phone at 662 662- 689-0090. Debbie Johnson, a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradlogancote. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show.
Joined by John Cox, it's Mississippi morning quarterback, and uh, a little bit later in the week, but we've had a plenty. We've had plenty of time to, to digest the uh, the uh, shellacking that was Central Arkansas. But John, there's greener pastures for this Ole Miss team. They've got Georgia Tech coming this weekend. What you, what kind of did you take away from the the, uh, the Central Arkansas game? Well, I mean, the first thing we take away is that uh, Ole Miss was a lot better than Central Arkansas. I mean, that's a master of the understatement. I mean, there was a time there in the first quarter, I didn't think Central Arkansas didn't get a punt off, and uh, I, that's no disrespect to. I mean, they they were out of their division, so to speak. Um, Ole Miss's defense, I, I still think is 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 going to be pretty good. They are. Um, they we haven't seen a lot. They've been pretty vanilla on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, Ole Miss didn't have to do a lot to. Uh, to, to, to score points, uh, you know, the quarterback question, I guess, Brad, is unsolved. I mean, according to Lane Kiffin, it's not solved. So, I mean, I guess we'll just move on to another week. Oh, I think it's solved all right. I mean, I think it was solved after Luke uh, threw the interception. And uh, he pointed to the shoulders, what someone in the press box told me, which means his shoulders probably hurt. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be Jackson Dart. And I think if Jackson Dart comes out and plays well on Saturday against Georgia Tech, I think Jackson Dart will be the starter going forward. That's, I mean, that's what I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you there. I mean, I think – and it's no knock against Luke. I thought Luke played very well. I mean, obviously the numbers were I did too. Uh, there in the first quarter. I thought his reads were pretty yeah. crisp. He controlled the offense. But, uh, you know, there's a – it's that high – you know, there's a high ceiling with Jackson Dart. And that's not to say that Luke Altmyer is not talented and that, I mean – you won't. He might not confine a high ceiling, but I think you know maybe there's an injury a little bit. But uh, the Rebels are, are are just to hit a different stretch here. I mean, we're still non-conference, but I think Lane's going to look to try to see if he can find a playmaker at quarterback because you know you still, even though there was uh, some explosive plays the other night against Central Arkansas, you know a lot of those plays were were receivers making really good plays, and they didn't like somebody was just wide open or anything like that, or, you know, got way behind a defender. So, uh, you know, you, you got to go with the guy that you, you think can give you an opportunity to really take that next step to the next level. Yeah, and that leads into my next question. I think you talk about taking a step up. Jonathan Mingo definitely took a big step <laughs> forward uh, this past Saturday at wide receiver to be WR1, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got a cast of thousands out there at wide receiver, but, you know, the question was whether or not somebody would step up and really be the guy you know, or the man, so to speak, you know, you've Ole Miss has a great history of those kind of receivers, you know, dating back, Lord, I could go into the eighties if I want to show my age from J.R. Ambrose. There's your name. We probably didn't go before that, but, uh, you know, Jonathan Mingo has always looked the part. I mean, since he was a freshman, he just looked like he was just, you know, that NFL type receiver. And the other night, I mean, what do you have three catches, but two of the three were just freakish plays. And, uh, you know, came away with it and really took that step that you want him drawing that attention out there, not only because he's a good playmaker, but it, it frees up other people. And, and honestly, it frees up the running game as well. 
Yeah, and this was the first time in a while that I saw that that Mingo looked either, you know, one hundred percent healthy. And the one thing he was able to do that 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 Ole Miss receivers have not done a very good job the first couple of games, in my opinion, is get separation from the defensive backs. We haven't seen quite a bit of separation, and, and Mingo was able to do that. It was an opportunities for. Uh, J.J. Henry to, to, to come along. But I think Michael Trigg, the tight end, we haven't talked about him yet, three touchdown passes all coming within the red zone. But one of the catches was not a touchdown, and it was an over-to-the-shoulder throw, John. And I think – I mean, you were there, and, and I don't know if you remember. It was from Jackson Dart in the second half, and it was – what I leaned over and told someone in the press box, this is what I think to come for Jackson Dart because it was only about a 12-yard uh, throw and catch. But what it showed – was that it was it kind of what we can see going forward as the potential at Darty quarterback. It was a beautiful throw and an even better catch by uh by the tight end trick. Yeah, and they have some chemistry. I mean, I would think uh coming both transferring from USC, I mean Trigg's a big target. I mean a really big target. And you know, you love that in the red zone. Uh you know, he uh he he's the kind of guy that, you know, Jackson's comfortable with or whoever's at quarterback and you just say, Okay, well if I get the right matchup here, you know, when you come up to the line of scrimmage and you say, look, I've got, you know, one-on-one with somebody, a, you know, a smaller defensive back or something like that, because the Rebels do a good job of sometimes either splitting uh, Trig out or they put him in motion a lot down there to try to see if they can get some uh, mismatch on him. And when you see that mismatch, you throw it up for him. And, uh, you know, they did that. The receivers, in the, uh, you know, I, I thought they did a little bit better job of getting separation. You mentioned Bingo. Uh, Oh, Malik Heath actually did a pretty yeah. good job. He dropped a – to me, I thought it might have been a touchdown on a crossing route from Altmaier, but then came right back and made the catch, I think, uh, right at the end of the first half on a crossing route. He did a good job, and he's a guy that's proven he can get open in the SEC. Um, J.J. Henry, he's got to be a little more consistent in my mind. I mean, this is me talking, not the coaches talking. He still has a little bit of the drops, but, uh, no, he's young. It, it, so, I mean – that whole receiving core has got to uh, continue to improve, but it's slowly getting there. And, I mean, they the, the beauty of this Ole Miss schedule right now, though, Brad, is that it, it is. It's like an NFL preseason schedule. I mean, I, I know we're, it, they're just slowly progressing to harder games and leading up to, uh, I guess, the first conference game on October 1st. Yeah, staying there at wide receiver, I, I, it had a text change just a little bit ago, actually before uh, we recorded. And we were talking about what's – you know, why did Dennis Jackson get in the portal and that sort of thing? And and I think, you know, I don't know this. No one's told me that. But I would think someone probably had a pretty frank conversation with Jackson. No disrespect at all, but, you know, not sure how he was going to make it on the field. But, I mean, we expected Jordan Watkins, Jalen Knox, J- Jalen Robinson. Uh, Dayton Wade is playing a good bit. Uh, so those are some names that I think need to think to take some steps forward. I mean, Jalen Robinson made a couple of plays this past Saturday. We haven't seen Jalen Knox very much. Uh, Jordan Watkins, uh, the transfer out of Louisville, John, we have not seen him very much at all. And I expected he would be a much bigger player in this offense than he has uh, so far. Well, yeah, I, I, let, let me say this, though. I mean, and I was thinking about this at the game the other night. It's hard to get people reps, honestly, when you're scoring so easily. And, you know, and I, I mean, when I say that, meaning that sometimes, you know, the, the first game when we played Troy, the Rebels could have just run the ball at will. And so, you know, they were scoring there. You know, Lane admitted that he wanted to come out and throw the ball in the second half. Well, you know, if you drop balls, don't complete passes, guess what? You have to punt. So, you know, you don't get the reps there to bring in guys. 
and then you know in central arkansas i mean at one point i, I make the joke earlier about the punt team it was like it seems like the first quarter Ole Miss stayed their every possession started at the five yard line you know getting ready to score and at one point i think it maybe after the maybe not either the block punt or the or probably I think when Ole Miss recovered something else, you know, on a short field, you could look kind of down at Lane, and Lane was kind of shaking same. his head. I saw the same, the same thing. Yeah, it's like, yeah. my goodness, we need to get some offense going. Don't block this punt. Why did they snap it over his head? We don't, we don't need a touchdown right now. We need reps. Yeah, I mean, he'll never admit that, but I guarantee you, especially as he's evaluating different positions, that not <laughs> yeah. the least of which is quarterback, I guarantee you Lane Kiffin thought to himself, well, how am I going to rep it when my quarterback's going to go out there and get first and goal from the three? You know, what do I do here? Looking at uh, running backs, I mean, they're loaded. Not not a lot to say. I mean, we've seen Zach Evans, Ulysses Bentley, and Quinshaw Juckins. I mean, we saw a lot more Bentley this past Saturday, I think, because Lane wanted to get him some touches because against Troy, it seemed like every time Juckins uh, touched the ball, he was uh, killing somebody or scoring a touchdown. So <laughs> – uh, yeah, he pulled the reins back against Troy, and, and honestly, they kind of abandoned the run late against Central Arkansas and tried to work on that passing game. I think they'll probably go to a little bit more against Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech's got a pretty good uh, linebacking core. Home with Clemson for a little while. Uh, before we get over and, and take a look at Georgia Tech, I want to talk just a moment about the offensive line. Uh, Caleb Warren uh, snapped it a lot better this past Saturday. He struggled a little bit against Troy, snapped it better. I don't know. I mean, you know, Micah Pettis got beat around the right end. Lane admitted that left tackle, uh, the freshman Jaden Williams, was a little bit banged up. So he put my, uh, Mason Brooks at right tackle, and, and he's played Jeremy James at left and right tackle. And we've seen Broker go at left guard for the most of the time. And then it's just kind of been a bit of a hodgepodge. I think, I don't know about you, I expected the offensive front to be a little more cohesive. But I think to be fair to the offensive front and Jake Thornton, Lane's probably trying a ton of different combinations before he gets into the heat of the schedule. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I mean, I think they're all fairly good players. They've got to kind of find the combination that works. I mean, Nick Broker's going to play in the NFL. He's a good player. Uh, you know, a couple of them are, that have that talent to go to the next level. But you've got to find the five that can really work. I mean, some of them, I think um, – you know, for whatever reason, have not either picked up, uh, picked it up the offense, or, or maybe uh, gelled as well as the coaching staff would have liked. I'm not on to a massive concern yet, as much as I'm like, okay, well, should maybe a little better than this. I mean, Mason Brooks seemed like he got flagged a couple times the other night. Uh, I was like, ah, you know, that's a guy that you would think he's old enough he wouldn't be getting that, you know, flag. I mean, he would be a little cleaner, so to speak, uh, but. You know, they'll figure that out. I mean, I, I'm not really wholeheartedly worried about the offensive line just because I think they're all pretty good players. It's just a matter of, uh, you know, getting to the right spots. And like you mentioned, the foreign snap ball better, though. And I, you see his quarterbacks having to, you know, jump out of their you know, skin to catch a ball. So uh, uh, it, it'll get there. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. And I think as we, especially starting this week with Georgia Tech, we'll see, uh, we'll see a little bit more of what I think. Uh, they hope the, the coaches hope the identity of this Ole Miss team will be. They haven't shown much in two, in two weeks. Coming into the season, Ole Miss was down 95% of its rushing and probably, I don't know, 
85, 90% of his passing game. Uh, rushing, of course, you're including they're, – they're missing uh, every running back, Matt Corral included, so maybe even closer to 100. Beside the point, I mean, I said coming into the season that Ole Miss was going to be taking a pretty good step back on offense. And then I'm, nothing has shown me over the last couple of weeks, with the exception of a, of a really good running game, that leads me to believe that I'm going to change my prediction. I will say uh, I, I'm, I'm very bullish on the defense and – specifically defensive coordinator Chris Partridge. I mean, he's really stepped in from D.J. Durkin that went off to Texas A&M. And not only coached incredibly well, but I'll be honest with you, John, Lane Kiffin, I mean, even said beginning of the season, I'm worried about linebacker. Now you've got Troy Brown and Kari Coleman are playing lights out. Not to mention you've got 11 to 12 deep across the defensive front, and you've got a back half of the secondary uh, led by a ton of experience with A.J., uh, Finley, and then you've got a you got some younger players like Davis and Igbenosin coming in. Tysheem Johnson's playing well. Otis Reach, we saw significant snaps by MJ Daniels. Is it fair to say that this this defense not only is good, but it has a chance to be really good? Yeah, they. You know, we said a week or two ago that you know all the the raw materials were there for this Ole Miss defense to be, you know, go back to the 2014 or 15 defense, you know, so fast and kind of angry physical defenses that, uh, you know, Ole Miss and Dave Womack had when he was the defensive coordinator. Uh, but anyway, and and then, but they, uh, you know, it, I'm really, really, really big on uh, the defensive backs. And, you know, I looked out the other night. And I think we were running a uh, three-two-six. Right. Mean, you know, all yeah. six of them were on the field. And you know, when you have guys like Otis Reese who basically can walk up and stop Correct. the run if they need to, it's great. I mean, they're really good. And and Kyrie Coleman, he I, does he just start this snap in the backfield? It's crazy. I mean, he's back there. He's disrupting. Now, we'll see. We're supposed to play. I I really think we're getting ready to see with Georgia Tech and this option offense how good a defense and how disciplined a defense we really are because uh, that's a whole different world compared to what we've been facing. Yeah, I mean, you know, Tech played pretty well against Clemson in the first three quarters. I mean, they dropped a pick six and then Clemson went on to score and ended up winning, I think, 41-10. to 10. But, I mean, it, the score wasn't indicative of how close that game was the first three quarters. Uh, so, I mean, this is not just a terrible Tech team, not to mention you've got Jeff Collins, the head coach, who's got his back against the wall. And, you know, it's it's he's kind of coaching for his job. And so Ole Miss is going to get everything they want on Saturday uh, at the kickoff on ABC. So, I mean, it should be a good game and, uh, you know, you look at the schedule, John, we can kind of, you know, forecast a little bit now that we're not coaches. We can look ahead. And, you know, you've got Tulsa coming in. And, you know, David Johnson on our side has said that that's going to be probably the toughest non-conference game for Ole Miss. And then after that, I mean, it's, you know, all hands on deck. You've got uh, Kentucky coming in. That's got the, the Kentucky release at uh, Chris Rodriguez, their running back. I think he got a DW or DUR or whatever. He, that would be his first game back. Imagine that. Um, that's going to be his first game back, and so that's kind of when everything cranks up for the Rebels. That's right, and Kentucky's playing good football right now. They're, uh, you know, the college football world's a little enamored with them, right? You know, for whatever reason. I mean, they they've played well. They played well last year, and you know, I've always said, now I don't know if it's true this year that you want to play Kentucky uh, late in the season. 
basketball season started up then. But, yeah. uh, you know, maybe their attention is that direction. But, uh, I mean, seriously, I mean, I, that's a good, that's not the usual Kentucky team that, uh, you know, we've seen the last, I guess, almost in my lifetime. So it'll be tough. I mean, the Rebels, uh, but the, the schedule is there for the Rebels to, you know, uh, I guess there and have uh, a whole lot of season and, and green grass in front of them by the time the SEC season opens up. Uh, the, the, you know what we said kind of all along with the Troy Central Arkansas at Georgia Tech hosting Tulsa and Kentucky and going on the road to Vanderbilt that Ole Miss should start six and zero. Right now they're two and zero. We'll see uh, what happens this past uh, after this next uh, game against Georgia Tech on Saturday and then uh, come home to Tulsa. He's John Cox and uh, he'll be joining us next week. We'll kind of recap the Georgia Tech game, looking ahead to Tulsa, kind of breaking that down. And I look forward to you joining us then. Thanks, John. Yeah, not a problem. Uh, thanks to John. We'll be coming to you every single week, recapping the week before, previewing the following week, and we'll always get John's three keys to victory for Ole Miss's upcoming game. As always, today's show coming to you from the Debbie Johnson Studios. Debbie, of course, is a real estate agent with Kessinger Real Estate. Debbie Johnson, our real estate agent, she can be your real estate agent today, the official real estate agent of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast and Mississippi Morning Quarterback. Thanks for our friends over at Bet Online being a sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast and also the Logan Media Network in conjunction with the Mississippi Morning Quarterback Show. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events, the first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. So as always, head on over to BetOnline today, use your mobile device, and join. Make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thanks again for joining us here on the Mississippi Morning Quarterback, right here on the Believe in Ole Miss Podcast Network, part of the Believe Network. listening to the believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host Brad Logan download the show on Apple podcasts Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts please subscribe rate and leave a review online be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan C-O-T-E and at believe podcasts as well as Facebook Brad Logan media from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field. It's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network.